Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast, you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Hello, thanks so much for joining me today. This is podcast number 11. With so many people locked down here in the UK, I speak from personal experience in saying that being able to tune around on the radio, both amateur and broadcast, is keeping me occupied. We've often featured Essex Ham in these podcasts, and now they've reached the dizzy heights of local radio breakfast shows. On Tuesday, November the 24th, CB and Amateur Radio featured in Sonia Watson's popular breakfast show on BBC Radio Essex. Amongst those interviewed was the chair of Essex Ham, Pete Mike Zero, Papa Sierra X-Ray, who talked about the resurgence of interest in amateur radio. You can listen to the interview by going to the BBC Sounds app and seeking out the BBC Radio Essex Breakfast Show for November the 24th. The item about radio enthusiasts is at about 1 hour 38 minutes into the recording. And a reminder that you can register for the next free Amateur Radio Foundation online training course run by volunteers from Essex Ham. The next course starts on December the 6th. The Radio Society of Great Britain's introduction of online exams that can be taken at home has led to a surge in demand for free online amateur radio training courses, such as that run by Essex Ham. You can find out more about online training and register to join a course at www.essexham.co.uk forward slash train forward slash foundation hyphen online. I'll give you that again, www.essexham.co.uk forward slash train forward slash foundation online. You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. Radio amateurs in Belgium are playing their part in raising awareness about how to keep safe during this COVID-19 pandemic. And the Belgian regulator is playing its part too. Tuning around on the ham bands, I've been hearing some interesting and sometimes rather long and complicated special call signs. Here's why. Due to the recent stricter COVID-19 measures, many radio amateurs will be forced to spend most of the following weeks at home again. Many are obliged to telework. Teleworking is definitely becoming the new standard for several employees. COVID-19 has accelerated teleworking for almost all companies. At the request of the Royal Union of Belgian Radio Amateurs, the UBA, the Belgian regulator, the BIPT, has decided to once again grant permission for radio amateurs to apply for customised special call signs. These special call signs may be used at the home address, and the conditions are the same as during the first lockdown in spring. 
Exceptional conditions apply to special call signs with an encouraging suffix. Radio amateurs are allowed to re-request the special call sign obtained during the first lockdown. The special call signs can be requested for the period ending on the 13th of December 2020. In the event of an extension of the stricter COVID-19 measures in Belgium, the BIPT can decide to extend the validity period. As a special exception, call signs may be used at the home address of radio amateurs. This also applies to holders of Class B and C licences in Belgium. That's Oscar November 2 and Oscar November 3. The special call signs may only be used in accordance with the licensee's own conditions regarding frequencies, transmission power and modes. The special call signs may be used simultaneously by several radio amateurs, but not by more than one radio amateur simultaneously on the same band. The costs for applying for the special call sign are being borne by the Belgian National Society, the UBA. Belgian amateurs are already activating a number of special event call signs to remind everyone of COVID-19 restrictions and to express gratefulness to medical personnel. For example, Oscar Sierra 2 Hope, Oscar Tango 5 Alive, Oscar Tango 4 Care, Oscar Romeo 2-0 Stay Home, Oscar Tango 6 Safe, Oscar Quebec Be Clever, Oscar Romeo 6 Life and Oscar Tango 2 Care. I wonder whether you've heard these call signs on the air. Well, this is a good time to tell you about the Ham Alert app. Ham Alert is a system that makes it possible for radio amateurs to receive notifications when a certain pre-selected radio amateur station appears on the Reverse Beacon Network or SotaWatch, the DX Cluster or on PSK Reporter. You can sign up at hamalert.org forward slash triggers. The Ham Alert app notifies you immediately when your specified special call sign appears on the ham bands without you having to constantly keep an eye on the DX cluster. So with Ham Alert, you get the spots on your smartphone while you're busy doing other things. You're listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question, pop us over an email. Our address is vibes at southgatearc.org. That's vibes at southgatearc.org. You never know, we might feature your message in a future edition. Here's a fascinating story now about one man's early amateur radio experiences that inspired a career and a trip to the very bottom of the planet. In a recent article, Forbes magazine described how an amateur radio contact with the Admonson Scott station at the South Pole spurred Jim Clash, Whiskey Alpha 3, Juliet India Delta, to travel there and operate the ham radio station. The article starts by describing a contact Jim made in the early 1970s, and it changed his life. Jim said that he was a 15-year-old in Laurel, Maryland, when he obtained his general class FCC licence, which allowed him to transmit with 1,000 watts on selected frequencies. He spent many an hour on the radio, between homework, sleep, and his Baltimore Sun newspaper delivery route, chatting with hams in countries all over the world, including Australia, the Seychelles Islands, Japan and Mozambique, even the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Late one night, when Jim was on the 14 MHz frequency band, his life changed. A ham operator in Antarctica poked weakly through the static. 
Upon a closer listen, it was clear that not only was he in Antarctica, but at the Abenson Scott Station on the geographic South Pole. Jim's heart skipped a few beats. The South Pole, that was about as wild and remote a place as his teenage imagination could conjure up. Jim nervously called, but with no response. He called again, and this time he was heard. He had a brief contact exchanging names, locations, signal strengths and frequencies, and then agreed to swap QSL cards. When the card arrived in the mail a few weeks later, Jim was so excited that he had it framed on his bedroom wall. The experience had stoked a fire in Jim for exploration, and he later became a travel writer. And sure enough, decades later, after much hard work and planning, Jim got a rare opportunity. He joined an expedition to the South Pole, cross-country skiing the last 70 miles in minus 30 degrees weather, the team pulling 125-pound sleds behind them. Once Jim arrived at the pole, after photographs at the ceremonial pole marker were taken, he asked where the ham radio transmitter was. Well, it was in an old dome building, which was partly covered in snow and mostly abandoned in favour of more modern, newly constructed barracks. Jim made a beeline for the dome, and sure enough, there was a transmitter near the entrance in a small room. He got chills when he first saw it. This was where the ham operator sat when he answered Jim's weak signal all those years ago. Jim set the dial for the same 14 MHz frequency band he had used when he originally contacted the pole. He called CQ. The reply was hard static. He tried several more times, but to no avail. The station manager shook his head. It turned out that the ionospheric conditions in the atmosphere weren't conducive to signal propagation. These blackouts do happen in polar regions from time to time, particularly when the sun emits solar flares. Jim was disappointed, of course, but only briefly. He'd found the station's unique radio setup, and then he'd actually got to transmit from it. It would have been nice to give a hand somewhere in the world the same thrill Jim had had as a teen, the thrill which helped inspire him to become an adventure writer. But maybe when conditions were better. Well, I was reading an abridged version of the article there. You can find the full article with some of Jim's fantastic photographs too at www.forbes.com forward slash sites. Just follow the links to Jim Clash. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.